Welcome to the Market Moment. My name is Matt Walters, I'm, and I'm joined with Eli Freeman and Lee Mackey. Hey. And this week, we're going to cover the latest stock news, America's credit card debt problem, plus repayment tips and whether humanoid robots are good for the economy. Someone's going to have to define humanoid yeah, for I think, me. Yeah, I think you just made that up. Yeah, it's on the sheet. <laughs> I just read it. But uh, before we jump in, remember, if you find these videos helpful, give us a like or subscribe. We'd love for you to subscribe to the channel, like it, uh, share it on your social platforms um, that you're on. So uh, help us out in that way, and mm-hmm. um, we'll keep trying to make these better and we're having fun with it. So. And yeah. And if you don't like it, comment. It sounds like most yeah. of the people that don't like tend, <laughs> tend to comment. So. Yeah. Uh, always easy to find haters. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's jump in. So U.S. stock update. The S&P 500 clung onto the flat line following a record setting week that saw the benchmark end above 5,000 for the first time. The Dow Jones was steady while the tech heavy NASDAQ rose about 0.2%. Stocks have gained as the market embraces a clutch for better than expected corporate results with big tech names driving the lion's share. Um, eyes on the next batch of quarterly reports with John Deere, Coca-Cola, Airbnb, Kraft Heinz serving as highlights um, in the coming days. And then lastly, uh, the week will bring a new challenge to the rally with the January reading of the uh, CPI <laughs> due Tuesday, which today that came out this morning, the CPI report will give investors first insight into how inflation is looking. So th- let's talk on that. So CPI came out this morning. A little hotter than expected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Annual rate was at 3.1. I think the month over month was 0.3. 0.3. Um, and the market sold off. All yeah. the NAS, <laughs> you know, all the major indexes are down. One percentish. One or, to two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the market has been priced for perfection. Yeah. Um, I mean, the market since, you know, almost since Halloween, you know, first of November mm-hmm. has been almost on a straight line. And you've got some names that have literally been, you know, up. 30, 40% in three months and everything was priced for perfection. And so you, you knew that one little trip. Yeah. Some of that, we're going to give some of that back. Sure. And it's probably healthy. We need to, um, that this is not sustainable as nice as it is for us and our clients. Um, you know, but this is probably not a surprise. You know, if you spend money, you still know that things are still pretty expensive out there. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, I don't think this is a matter of if the Fed is going to raise rates. I think it just goes to how much further are they going to remain high mm-hmm. and how many cuts will be in the second half of the year. I, I, I still don't think that the Fed raises again. I think it's more of a just, yeah, how long is it before mm-hmm. they start cutting? Yeah. yeah the, I mean, we could see a much larger drop than just this one, two percent. If if we saw a ten percent drop, it wouldn't be irregular. Yeah, sure. I mean, the normal you know normal year in the market sees a ten mm-hmm. percent right, drop the, at some point. There's a cool tweet by uh, Ryan Dietrich. He works for Creative Planning, just a well a really large RIA wealth management firm, and he did a he went back and tried to find years where the market was up from January through February 11th was his tweet. Um, up six percent like what it was at february 11th how does the rest of the year look and what does the total year look like and the rest of the year so the final 10 months higher 25 out of 28 times and for the total year higher 26 out of 28 times so the s&p was up 26 out of 28 times that the market was like this in the beginning of the year with the average and this is the cool part with the average being 21.3 percent yeah and i wouldn't to be honest with you i wouldn't be surprised if we saw a 10 15 20 percent year um, but we'll probably see a 10 or 15% drop before we get there. Mm-hmm. It, it right. won't be smooth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. there's going to be some volatility. Volatility has been really low for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at yeah. the VIX 
and where it's been at for the last 12 to 18 months. I mean, there just hasn't been a ton of volatility in the market. And so, um, yeah, don't, don't let a, don't let a little head fake here. And then over the next few months, you know, freak you out too much. Um, I mean, it is an election year, so you know, that's going to add fuel to the, to the fire. And there's always uncertainty around <laughs> elections. You're, you know, we did a data brief. Um, I did one with Zoe a few weeks ago on election years and market, you know, and that was another kind of um, historical perspective on election years are actually really positive for the markets, mm-hmm. generally speaking. And I think the average was like 12% you know, <laughs> over the last oh, interesting. 20-something election years. So, you know, at the beginning of your <clears throat> your comments, you know, they talked about earnings. You know, and earnings, for the most part, have come in yeah. pretty strong. Yeah. Tech, man, it's, it's fueling this rally. I mean, you've got the whole AI that started, you know, a year ago, this mm-hmm. time last year. Um, the thing with the mo- sorry to jump in, but no. the thing with the the AI craze and cra- you know is what how much does it actually impact people's lives and how much money does it actually save corporations right like how much more efficient and productive does it make us um, I think th- we're still in the like there's a ton of potential stage and there's a ton of really cool things happening but how much is it actually impacting bottom lines mm-hmm. in the corporate setting I think is still somewhat unknown or being played out. Um, which I think will have a big impact on how a lot of these tech names perform over the next year sure. too. Like there comes a time where, okay, put your money where your mouth is. Um, these things can be really cool, but if they're not going to make us more efficient, more productive or save us money, mm-hmm. then, you know, maybe the value is not there. Right. Or and even so, if their earnings just don't catch up with how expensive the stock is. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying is like, there's been so much priced in that mm-hmm. like results need to follow have to. pretty quickly. We don't need to be you know, figuring it out five, 10 years from now before we're starting to Mm -hmm. see some real results. So here's a cool statistic. So I messed up on my earlier, the the person who tweeted that Ryan Dietrich was Carson group. Charlie Belalo is creative planning, but Charlie Belalo tweeted about NVIDIA and the market cap of NVIDIA. So the market cap is 200 billion higher than the energy sector. But the, the crazy part about it is the earnings. So the net income of the energy sector is 147 billion. The net income of Nvidia nineteen, yeah. So yeah, it's that's it's, what I'm saying. Like they're, they're. This is all great, and I think there's absolutely something to the. You know, like there's going to be efficiencies and things found, mm-hmm. but, and I, there already have been. I'm not saying that that we're starting from zero still. Like I think there have been, but is it has it been enough? And are we going to be able to justify? the types of multiples that some of these companies are getting and, you know, catch up to the, you know, there's, you speaking of NVIDIA, you know, there's, there's a thought out there that it could actually be undervalued, you know, given well, its can, earnings yeah. and they report next week. Um, but it, yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of yesterday, NVIDIA passed Amazon for a moment as the fourth largest company as far as market cap. That's cool. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it feels like yesterday we, we were, uh, we saw our first trillion dollar company. And now we've got now they're just everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's it is wild. It it, it has been a it's it's been a nice run. A pullback would not be um, out of the norm, like you'd healthy said. markets healthy. go up and yes, down, yes, right. Not just not just up. Yeah. Um, we like markets that just go up, but it's not we do. healthy. All right. So American credit card debt. So this is number two. Americans have one point one three trillion in credit card debt. This is the first time it's happening in American history, and the average balance per consumer is a little over $6,300. Even though dealing with the $1 trillion in credit card debt can be overwhelming, the reality is the figure is expected to ascend, said Thomas Phillipson, a professor 
of public policy studies at University of Chicago. Credit cards have higher interest rates, which is going to make it difficult to pay off. Mm-hmm. And people are reportedly falling behind on payments. The average credit card um, charges a record 20.74% according to <laughs> bank rates. So it's not something you want to get behind on, right? No, I mean, no. this, is a, this is a, you know, the old De- Dave Ramsey snowball, right? That snowball goes both directions. Yeah, it does. So it does. You get credit card debt going in the wrong direction with that kind of a compounding rate. Mm-hmm. And you're not able to pay it off. Like that's that's going to be tough to slow down. I think the yeah. easiest way for me to to discuss credit card debt with with clients and with people is it's just compound interest working backwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you're carrying a lot of this debt, especially twenty percent interest debt, but even even if it's ten percent interest, it's still it's compound interest just working against you time and time and mm-hmm. time again. It's horrible. Yeah. Well, and you know, we're this this is just talking about credit card debt, but you know, it's consumer debt in general, mm-hmm. you know, and I was talking to, <clears throat> you know, a client not too long ago and they had had bank loans, you know, uh, renewable mm-hmm. bank loans and they had been used to two, three, 4% and it renewed at over nine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, their interest payment went from, you know, two or $300 to, you know, seven or 800. And, Again, it's not a credit card. That's not getting reported in this statistic. Mm-hmm. But you throw in that, and it's it's hard. I mean, you can't keep up. I mean, yeah. you're you're doing everything you can just to pay the interest, and mm-hmm. you know, and who wins? Banks, you know, credit card companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a tough environment out there. You throw that on with continued high inflation, then it's the the compound effect mm-hmm. is beginning to weigh. Yeah, I think it's a good time. You know, we're we're a little ways past the beginning of the year now it feels like it was january 1st yesterday but um here in the second week of february i think now's a uh, beginning of the year is a great time to kind of do an audit of your financial situation mm-hmm. right i know me and haley did that and um she's more involved with that now than ever and we kind of went through everything we've changing the way we're doing certain things just trying to like eliminate unnecessary expensive and expenses and you know and and i think it's that's a very healthy thing to do on a yearly basis because that hopefully can help you avoid you know, going for a longer sustained period of time and then looking up and you're like, how the heck did we get here? Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of people get themselves in trouble with credit card debt is it's easy to go for longer periods of time and it not be like an issue because um, it just hasn't come to a head yet. Right. Mm -hmm. And and it's manageable. And then you look up and you're like, I don't know what we're going to do. So Mm -hmm. do those like regular audits person on the personal side of things um, to just help avoid. I know there's apps out there that, can help you find like mm-hmm. unnecessary subscriptions yep. that you've signed up for. I use, and this is no, <laughs> this is no uh, paid, paid provide endorsement. But ad. I use Rocket Money. Yeah, and it, it's not that I like love everything that Rocket Money has, but it does do a good job of hey, you have bills coming this week. This one increased by eight percent. Yeah, like maybe call them and check on it. Yeah, and that in itself is a is a huge service to me. Let me tell you another thing, and and we did that. I got rid of I think three or four yeah. different subscriptions just because you know you'll you you'll you'll get it for the free, free week free week <laughs> and then you know three years later you're still paying you know 7.99 a month but yeah. you know i do that periodically with my cell phone service provider you know i'll just go in there and say you know what is the what's a deal do you have any deals right now and oftentimes they'll say yeah you know what you have is three years old if you switch to this then we can lower your pay i mean Look for ways like that to to reduce the expenses that are recurring. Mm-hmm. I mean, companies love recurring, you oh, know, sure. auto pays. Oh, yeah. 
because you never look at them. Well, and it, it's it's a and we're kind of going on a little bit of a tangent right. here, but um, it's really important because so much has changed over the last decade or two in terms of how we spend money. Right? Lee's the old guy in the room. Not to, sorry, you know, sorry, but um, I mean, you know, you know, most people used to, you know, you paid cash, you wrote checks, mm-hmm. right? You balanced your checkbook. I mean, I remember those days, and um, and. Eli does. Eli's like, what's a checkbook? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, and it was just more. It was, you know, it was a different process, and I think in certain ways it was easier to know what was coming in and what was going out. Mm-hmm. Now everything's so automated, yeah. streamlined, and easy, which is great, and I love it. But it does. The downside mm-hmm. to it is it makes it easy to just lose track of things. Yeah, I'm not against credit cards, but I'm against them if you can't use them. Yeah, because sure. I mean, it is a statistical fact that people spend more when they use credit cards. Yeah. And it if, doesn't hurt as bad. Yeah. For sure. If you can't control it, then you shouldn't have them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, that would be called Dave Ramsey ish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. All right. So is this good for the economy or the beginning of the robot apocalypse? Don, don, don. That sounds a little like, <laughs> yeah. Apoc- apocalyptic, I guess. Uh, Musk's humanoid robots will have a huge impact on the U S economy's productivity Ryan Payne on Fox Business drew a parallel between the roaring 1920s and did to today's 2020s, and one comparison made was uh, was the increase of production and production profits. Right now, we've seen an increase, likewise, in production and production profits, and a lot of that has to do with the utilization of tools of AI robots instead of paying humans. Ryan Payne attributes a lot of this to Elon Musk's work with Tesla robots, which was designed to replace human factory robots. Um, are we going to show this video? No? Okay, so there's this video. We're not going to show it to you, so you have to go find it. We'll put it in the show notes. Maybe we'll put a link in the show notes um, of the Optimus Gen 2 Tesla robot, um, which looks pretty sweet, actually. Um, but what are y'all's thoughts on this? Are robots going to take over the world? Yes. You know, I, I, I think that, yeah, yes I think, no I think that. Me. No. <laughs> to your question, no. They're not going to take over the world. I think as it's happened over the last hundred years, you know, humans will find other things to do. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to make the robots. Yeah. Um, but sure, I mean, companies are going to continue to find cheaper ways to do things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go look at a Ford plant, you know, 50, 60 years ago and go look at a Ford plant today. I mean, it may not look like the the robot that we're looking at, the humanoid, but they're robots. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's not a lot of human beings working on cars anymore. So... Yeah, I think robots are part of the future, but do they take my job, your job? No. I mean, in case in point, you know, several years ago, introducing robots into the financial services mm-hmm. world um, was a big deal, yeah. you know. And there, I remember back, you know, eight, ten years ago, you know, there was this concern out there that— like, Is this the demise of the financial Yeah, the financial advisor. advisor. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, you could get robots to, to do their computer programming and determine a good allocation. Well— no, I mean, and it and it it did kind of take off. It seemed like, at least it, from a PR perspective, sure. for a while, but it's like it's not really that big a deal. No. I mean, you see, so, some of these huge firms are almost, are actually like unwinding yeah. their yeah. robo advisor yeah. platforms. I mean, they're they're good for for certain types of accounts, but people still like there are, there's there are always content. going to be ways <laughs> or things that like we can do that just machines and robots and just can't. Yeah. And that's just a matter of fact. I mean, and it will always be true. Now, um, I think it's cool to see how we can 
create things that will help us be more efficient and do the more simple tasks. Um, and that's obviously evolving and means something very different today than it did when, mm-hmm. you know, the combine first came out. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, but, yeah. but it's still along those same lines of we're just getting more efficient, more streamlined. Um, but yeah, they're not going to replace humans. Yeah. It just, it beckons a need for higher education. So, well, as, as things like this progress, there, there's a need for people who understand them and can create them. Thought, and, yeah. creation, invention. Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah. Um, a lot more than muscle. Personal connection. And, yeah. You know, like those are the things that like robots are never going to be able to. Correct. Completely replace. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. So um, it'll be interesting. Yeah. When y'all are my age, you know, old, like you said earlier, it'll be interesting to see how much robots are. I wonder. I'm just wonder. excited about my flying cars. I mean, I'm not. You know, I we I mean, when you think of like robots, I mean, we have a we have a vacuum cleaner that cleans our home every night when we yeah. go to bed that just goes around. And I know that's like that's been out for years, but you think of something that simple that like yeah. now it's just a well, of course we have it. And there's okay. lawnmowers. So on on this note, this is another little go down a rabbit hole. But they were talking um what is the name of the car company um primarily on the West Coast, the um humanless driving like the cabs waymu oh um it's anyway i i I was i was listening to a a story that one some looters some vandals they they caught it on fire i saw that yeah but they were talking about how in san francisco and in la there are a lot of driverless cabs and there are these these robot cars that Mm -hmm. you know you get in takes a passenger to a place anyway hmm. so yeah i mean Cruise? it's already no it's i think it's I, I've waymo heard of waymo but anyway it's it's, waymo. it's here waymo. waymo so um anyway yeah the future is now i hate that <laughs> robo vacuum cleaner by the way was, yeah i can't stand it it probably freaked me out yeah, yeah. i'd throw it away if they would let me um but you got four kids so. <laughs> okay so comments okay so that's all we're talking about anything else no anything else on robots Comments from uh, previous week. So we had one. This was on last week's episode. Um, we had a we had a commenter. I guess that's what we call him. Commenter. Yeah. Um, that said, capitalism creates poverty and homelessness. So I don't agree with that. Um, and here's why. So, well, I'm, I don't know how much we want to get into this, but I would not agree the f- with the statement capitalism creates poverty and homelessness. Would you? That's too long. Does, you? Does, <laughs> does he mean at a greater extent than something else? Because, yeah, there's poverty and homelessness in a capitalistic do, society. Do I think but it is causes it? it? No. Is it a result of? I mean, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, no, I think. I, I, can, th- I can say, yes, it does. But I, you could say that about every other sure. form of government. Yeah. Exponentially more so than capitalism. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. So I think. I think to say that capitalism creates poverty and homelessness is is incorrect. I think you can obviously poverty and homelessness exists in a capitalistic society, sure. mm-hmm. but to say that it creates it, you know, when compared to every other option out there, when you compare it to socialism and communism, sure. and fascism, yes. and all, you know, yeah. I mean, look at those societies and those countries that have those kinds mm-hmm. of systems, and look at the issues and the poverty levels that they have. So. Um, I'm not going to get so many things I could say right now that I'm just going to yeah. reserve. I'm going to stop before it get too heated, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I just think capitalism is without a doubt with zero question, the best system that exists. One, 1,000%. And, Agreed. um, 
but I also agree that doesn't with mean there aren't that in his vagueness. <laughs> it doesn't mean there aren't pros and cons, and that there aren't people that you know benefit more than others, mm-hmm. and that are able to you know capitalize on that more and, than you others. You know, and but. I and I get the commenter's point. Mm-hmm. You know, capitalism. You know, people want to make more money. Like, I, I guess in this case, you know, with commercial real estate, I think that was yeah, corporate landlords. Yeah, I mean. Driving I mean, the argument against capitalism is always greed. Sure. It's corporate greed, and people just want to make more money and all of those things. Um, yeah. Anyway, but but we'll just have to s- just agree to disagree. Oh, I don't think I'm disagreeing with you. No, I meant but, with the comment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, Considering anyway, the alternative, that said, I'll take capitalism. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. That said, we appreciate the comments. Mm-hmm. Because it, if we were not living in a capitalistic society— our podcast would be shut down right now. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. But we appreciate the comments. Absolutely. We, we always, we read them. Um, it's always good to think through, you know, what do we disagree with? What do we agree with? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Our media director, Zoe, told me not to read them because they started, they started attacking me as a person. Okay, yeah. So haters are going to hate. I, I'm not allowed to read haters them anymore. Are gonna hate. <laughs> hey, it's fine. It's fine. I'll, we'll take the good and the bad. That's part of uh, being online. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is what it is. Um, so please be sure to leave comments, questions, um, and anything else we want to wrap up with today? No. Get out and enjoy the nice weather. We'll see if what happens between now and the end of the day with the market. Maybe I mean, the market yesterday was perfect. Bit. Wake up. Beautiful snowfall by the time you head home from work. Sunny. Sunny and not a not a lick of snow on the ground. <laughs> Perfect day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, as always, we appreciate you guys listening and watching the podcast. We'll see you next week. The hosts of this show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Mop One Financial Group LLC is an SEC registered investment advisor located in Rogers, Arkansas. Mop One may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak to your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, click on the link in the episode description below.